Open the pod bay doors, please, pal. All right, all right, all right. You're gonna need a bigger potion. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Look at the coast. We get together, have a few laughs. <laughs> a movie artist with Brad Patella and Gus Trapper. I yeah. did deliver two of my children. Yeah, that's amazing, dude. So that's like insane. Yeah, it was cool. That was planned or no? <laughs> okay. I mean I think I told you we had what what are called silent births. Mhm. Right. Maybe or, not. Or maybe you have in the past, but I don't remember. Where there's no labor. Wow. It just the baby just is born. Oh, okay. The baby's here. So <laughs> the first That's one. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, first one was like my wife happened to be across the street from a hospital. Yeah. When it happened. So that was in a hospital. Second one, the ambulance was on its way, but it didn't get there in time. Because like there was like a five minute labor. And then the third one, we knew that we weren't going to make it to the hospital. So we hired a midwife to come to our house. But she even she didn't make it on time. <laughs> we called her and while she was driving, she shows up with a cup of coffee. I'm like, oh, you stopped to get something to drink. I see. Well, it's a boy. <laughs> oh, my God. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. A little story about my children's birth. I mean, the youngest is 10 now, so. And the oldest is 16. That's so crazy. Yeah. So I, this is just a disclosure here. Um, I, uh, I decided I've never, you know, I said, you know what? I'm going to rip a big a little vape pen here right before we start. And uh, it's really hit me right now. So <laughs> I hope this, <laughs> we'll see how this goes. I mean, I usually don't smoke ever oh, okay. before a podcast. Really? I, I might have a drink when I'm, but oh. I, I might smoke after. Yeah. All right. We'll see how this goes. I remember our, uh, I think our uh, sunshine episode, I was like way too high <laughs> and I'm like, I got, I can't do that again. That's a tough like, one to be high on. If you, yes. if that, if you got like, if you ate edibles before that movie movie started and they finally kicked in right as the uh, like slasher film edibles, kind of starts. Yeah. Edibles are almost too much to, for me to handle somehow. Like they always of, um, hit me super hard. Slasher films. Speaking of uh, Alabama ticks. <laughs> The best line of this movie you can't say anymore. It's, and I'm not saying I like that word that's used in it, the, the hard F word. Yeah. But, that's, uh, that uh, line is just so absurd. Jesse Ventura, too. Oh, gosh, Jesse. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I love these movies. My favorite I, conspir- conspiratorial uh, thinker out there. I had so much fun rewatching these movies. Aren't they great? Yeah, the first movie. Can we say what we're we're watching? Maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll, I'll record an intro. Did you like my intro though? With the because they are slasher movies. Yeah, that's they're yeah, like highbrow slasher movies. I think, the first one is. Well, yeah, we'll get into it. I think each act of the first movie has a different tone, but which I love. 
but uh, they, they're a good sequel. It, I listen two is like a good fucking movie. If you just, I like, I like two. I know I've always liked it, two. People shit on it so much, and if you watch any other predator related content, nothing comes close to how good it is. <laughs> I think it's uh, just it's just sloppy. It cuts it cuts some corners. They go they go for a lot of stuff, but then it, and it cuts some corners. But it has what the first movie has, which is it basically only gets better as it goes, which is really impressive. The second movie is just batshit crazy too. Yes, yeah. it is the most insane. It just balls. Everything about it is just balls to the wall insane. Like the story, the characters, the performances. It's it's a sight. I don't know. I think I enjoy them for different reasons. I think yeah. I think 2010 Predators with an S is decent. I, I agree too. I think that's really good. The Predator from 2018 was hot is garbage. the worst. That, it, uh, it it maybe the worst movie ever made. It sucks. It sucks so bad. And it, I had the highest hopes. I know. I love I love the main guy, that actor. And it's like the guy writing and directing it is the guy from the first movie. The right, who like bumped up Shane basically. Black. Yeah, he's an uncredited role in uh, Predator. I'm almost positive. He was brought on later to like bump it up. As a writer, you mean? Yes, but he's uncredited as a writer. I'm almost positive. Well, I think you're... And maybe it's one of those things where it's kind of everybody forgot who actually wrote predator because I it was right. a, a shit storm this is as far as production super production hell oh yeah well uh <laughs> i'll record an intro <laughs> yeah let's do that this you, was you should a, edit that maybe back <laughs> i don't know i think that was good or i might put it after the intro i guess we'll see but whatever um, hey gang uh brad patello here i'm joined by my good friend gus trouth and we ain't got time to bleed because <laughs> we are doing a double feature uh predator one and two predator one yeah. uh directed by john mctiernan 1987 predator two 1990 uh directed by dot 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 something like tim burton or something uh, like that stephen hopkins directed by stephen hopkins <laughs> not tim <laughs> no yeah uh but um I, I was looking at Stephen Hopkins IMDb. I think this is probably his best film because his IMDb is he's his, all over the place. All over the place. Lost in a, Space, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street 5, <laughs> which is probably what landed him this movie because they, they, it's kind of closer to horror than anything else big in his uh portfolio there early on. But he he, he he's all over the place. The movies he's directed. Oh, I know. Some of them are terrible. Twenty four. He directed a bunch of episodes of Twenty Four. Um, the Fugitive. Sense. Man, that Lost in Space movie was just god awful. I remember the trailer had uh, the dude from Friends, and he yeah. kind of like brings a gun up, and his mask goes like ching, 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 like all these pieces of armor, like yeah. a helmet. Yeah. CGs over his face, and I like wanted to see the movie because of that shot it was it, in the at the time it was a fucking awesome shot i'd never seen anything like that in a live action yeah and i was like man that, that, the timing of it's really cool from my memory it looked cool from my memory you know i was like hell did yeah you, this looks did awesome you see I, it? 
No, I never saw it. And then it's not I heard good. that it was horrible. This franchise, four standalone movies, as we discussed, Predator 1987, Predators 1990, sorry, Predator 2 1990, Predators with an S 2010, and then The Predator 2018, and then also all of the crossover movies with uh, Alien. And do you think they were setting that up here? Because you see it at the end well, of Predator 2, you see a xenomorph skull. From my understanding, and Kalfi brings this up a lot, it's one of those factoids he loves to remember, uh, is I believe that some, uh, like a prop guy that was a fan put that I, there as like just a fun idea. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. basically that like sparked the whole comic thing and because there's alien versus predator there's batman versus predator there's all kinds of crazy like offshoot stuff with with comics in the comics yeah the character which i I had a a bunch of those comics i had batman versus predator i had alien versus predator and they were awesome they were good yeah and then there was an awesome uh i think it was a neo geo slash like arcade only yeah uh video game that was alien versus predator and you were you could pick four characters between two predators and then like a, a girl at like a ninja girl. And then like a big tough dude with uh, a robot arm. And it's fucking awesome. There's combos. It's a beat em up side scroller, kind of like final fight. It's really okay. good. Yeah. Like sort of early nineties era. You can totally find like a Neo Geo. Uh... You know what? Jordan has one of those little Nintendos. It's like a mini Nintendo that can't, you wouldn't put cartridges in it. It's, it's oh. new tech. It has like an HDMI cable. And you can download things onto it. And we have that alien game on there. Oh, cool. We play it from time to time. And then you fight aliens. That's oh, the yeah. bad guys. The xenomorphs. Yeah. yeah. I, I love the design of this, this alien, the predator alien. Yeah. That's I something we got to get into. It looks really cool. Like the, the visually, just the, you know, the mandibles on the face and the mat the helmet yeah and all the, the whole thing yeah and it, the, the face when he takes it takes his mask off for the first time at, at the end like how well did that that looks better than any other shot from any other creature movie like it's up there as in my yeah. book because it's real yeah like how real those um thick like eyebrow hairs the smaller like spike hairs look yeah they and had the, the greenness to it all yeah they had a hero head for a bunch of the close-ups with all of the controls. Because um, the eyebrows and stuff move. And they do a good job of not, like, doing too much. Yeah. It's such a classic moment when he does, like, after he gets punched in the face. Yeah. And you see it just enough, too. It's like... Yeah. But the really alien, good job of holding on the Predator. You don't even see the Predator in its full glory until an hour and 19. Yeah, Act 3. Look at... So, all right, the first movie for me is almost perfect. I agree. It's like such a great movie. I would say it's movie. basically, it, 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 it's as perfect as anything's going to get. Yeah. I'm, every act is a different genre. So, you know, a lot's been said about the sort of tonal change after act one where, and I'm it's picturing, yeah, I'm picturing like you go into the theater in 1987 and you, you know, you see Arnold on the cover and he's holding a gun and you're thinking it's going to be like commando, you know, and that's what you get for the first act. 
like this crazy testosterone fueled eighties action movie. And then act two is basically a slasher film. And then act three is basically a gladiator film. It's Arnie versus Preddy. Yeah. In act three. And it's so good. Like there's so many switch ups and it keeps you on your toes. And it's, it's just, it's got so many great lines. Yeah. That, this movie has, it's just been one of those movies I've seen. And I would probably like Predator before I even saw the movie. It was such a, like, seeing it some, like on a, in a toy or on a poster or something, or at the, at looking at the cover or whatever, it would go in the top, like, 20, like, most talked about, most seen, most, every, like, well-known. It was such, like, in the zeitgeist. Yeah. What'd you say? Oh yeah. Like, like everybody right up there with, saw this movie. Yeah. Right up there with, with Die Hard. Yeah, or Halloween or Alien, like like any of those major jaws. It's it was like if you knew anything about anything, you knew about fucking Predator. The Predator Alien is one of the great movie monsters of all time. It's yeah, it's a wonderful concept. He's a trophy hunter, he hunts for sport. And he has all this cool weapons and he's got dreadlocks and he's which the dreadlocks are like, are they part of his skin? Are they hair? We don't know, but it's just such right. a cool design feature. And then his armor and he just looks really cool. Like, yeah. And, and like the close-ups when he kind of pulls his kid out and he's fiddling, like all the thought that went into it is really cool. And there's another thing that he kind of does in the first one, which they eliminate in the second one. Although I do think that the second one does a really good job of like expanding the world in yes. an interesting way. That's, that's yes. cool. But here's my gripe with the second one's technology. Although visually th- that um, I think more people see the predator with his like disc thing yeah, than with his like double blade up like that frisbee blade thing is like so iconic that wasn't in the first movie, you would but... and you would think it was in the first movie but yeah. this this is my grape one of the big plot points in the second one is danny finds the that like dart thing he shoots up yeah. in the the vent yeah and that is like leaving a trace the whole thing with the first movie is he has the laser thing which leaves no trace because just burn shit yeah. And then he has his blade. That's it. He has his like arm blade, yeah. double blade thing. Like that's all he had. And then whenever he is down and out, he blows himself up to completely eliminate any evidence of his existence. So it's kind of how like. And he didn't even is... shoot in the air. Like you see him, like, where did that dart come from? It's like, he, it, I think he's way up it, it in the comes out of he has like a gauntlet thing, yeah. But you don't see him like you see him in that scene, and he, he's you see him attack all the guys in that apartment, but he never well, it's fires like, up. It's yeah, because the movie they needed to try, like it's thing. trying really hard, but like they are doing tons of that like shortcut movie shit. Yeah, they needed a thing like to move yes. the plot along, right? They, they needed the cops to start. To I honestly stuff think. Out two is in the hands of a different like say it's the exact same plot but uh what's uh john mctiernan is directing it i bet yeah. it's fucking awesome yeah 
Um, but yeah, that, that, do, does that make sense though? The whole like no, leave no trace thing because yeah, all his, he has so many toy new toys in the second one. He's that, and they're all awesome though, and they totally fit his character, and they're so iconic and well done that you kind of forget that the first one he doesn't have a spear, he doesn't have all yeah. these other things. I like his retractable spear. Yeah. Well, the second movie is a different, obviously a, a different member of that species than the first movie. So I think that could partly. No, that wait, that's not established until Predators with. The, the, he died at the end of the first one. He blew oh, himself yeah. up. Yes, but it's a different. Yeah, it's just it's not a different species. It's just no, a different. He's a different individual in that species. Ah, uh, okay. So, you understand where my confusion came from from yeah. predators, where there are like bigger predators, which is the dumbest fucking thing. Ever. Yeah, that movie. And then they took that idea even further with like a mega mutated one, and that I know the new Shane Black one. Yeah, like let's hey, what let what was the last Predators movie came out? It was kind of okay, wasn't it? Yeah, they kind of went back to the basics, but then the one stupid thing is they added bigger predators, and then <laughs> yeah. some fucking executive walking past the fucking door. It's like bigger predators. Big- good idea, Johnson. <laughs> Make it so. Make it so. <laughs> hire, hire Shane Black to write it. It'll be good. The score, and I was going to talk about the score in these score. two movies. Holy shit. So they're good. so good. <laughs> Alan Silvestri did both, and they're awesome. Like the second movie builds on the first movie score. I, I'm like not a huge score guy, honestly, but oh, I really, I'm a big score guy. I really this- noticed. If the score is good, it makes it can just make such a difference. I like yeah. that it's 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 basically one song. Yeah. That is just throughout the entire thing, which I fucking love. And I I don't know if I've ranted on here about this before, but like old movies used to do that. It yeah. had like Indiana Jones, it has like three themes, and right. they just use it all the time. And it's Star not Wars. Like, constantly changing and every scene has a new piece of music right it makes it feel cohesive like yes the movie this there really aren't good movie scores anymore like yeah they're all generic they're in hollywood and yes and it builds like anticipation it can build the vibe it can do all kinds of stuff it can also make you think that something bad's going to happen and then they they trick you they're yeah. like, oh, this music was used after right. like all these got all these tense parts. So something bad's about to happen. Exactly. And then oh, it's okay. It's just but they don't do that anymore in Hollywood movies. They I don't, don't understand it. Yeah. They don't have scores that work in movies. Or they, they have a they have something there, but they don't use it. Right. God damn it. That's what both these movies have. And they have they're the second movie. The score of it, just like the the lore of the alien, builds on itself. Like it's yeah. Al, it's Alan Silvestri doing both scores. And thank the, God it would have, even though that's not like militaristic, it still just unites them in such a great way. Because it's such yeah. a solid piece of music. Well, okay. How about we talk through one, okay. like in in particular, like a, well, a few fun factoids. One. The John McTiernan got a second director to direct that whole action scene. Oh, the uh, the explosions in the camp thing. Yeah, that's all. That's not John McTiernan, and oh. you can tell it feels completely different. 
the, it's like a like, different movie but the restraint well, he has because the beginning of the movie um the again his camera has purpose so we were talking about last time with antlers how the, the camera had seemingly has no purpose it's just sort of there yeah the the characters in deep thought so the it's a kind of like a medium to close up basic shit <laughs> yeah this movie just the like the whole opening scene with him reuniting with dylan and he's like dylan and then they come up and class pans and have like a little bat you know been pushing too many pencils which is one of my favorite lines (laughs) i've sent that gif of the of those guys (laughs) flapping hands uh like a billion times that's that's Um, a meme that that shot but the camera work in that is great and the the choice there's great times of no music in this movie right or it's barely there like um and then uh, oh, my other fun fact what I have for you is uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme was the original Predator. Oh, yeah. And he... <laughs> which is a well-known fact. But when I first learned that, it blew my fucking mind. So he, yeah, he, he, he quit because he realized his face wasn't going to be on screen, apparently. Yeah, and he was really uncomfortable. He's in this big foam suit. And the and funny the, the thing Predator is... The Predator had a different design at first. Oh, too. completely. He looked like a big bug. Yeah. It was so stupid. It looked so stupid. Yeah. And they completely halted the production of the movie for, I think, like a year or something like that. Right. And on a plane, is it, what's the guy's name? Stan Winston? Yes. He, like, had drew up some ideas with these mandibles and the dreadlocks and stuff. Yeah. And boom, man. Yeah. Like, they got started and made that whole suit. And it's just so funny to think of the actor who I believe has passed away, but the actor who is in the suit. Kevin Peter plays, Hall. Yeah. Yes, Kevin Peter Hall. He is plays Predator in both one and two. Yes. And the he is like predator seven too. foot or whatever, right? Seven two, yeah. He's... Yeah. And Jean-Claude Van Damme is what? Like oh, yeah. five, not s- that seven, seven. Yeah, it's so funny. He dwarfs Arnold, you know, when when they go up against each other, it's like he he's clearly much much larger than Schwarzenegger. Oh, that the yes, the sense of scale there when he like slams him up against the rock. And Kevin Peter Hall brings like some of the stuff he does in that suit. It's really impressive, like jumping around. Yeah, on, in the, in the, the gladi- in the third scene, yes, when he he sort of skips down threat, and it looks looks great. It looks great, like it looks so fucking believable. There's the it's not like they put him in a smaller, like another guy in a smaller suit, like a stuntman or something. No, yeah, it's, it's him. You can see the lumber sim of it, but it also, it's like elegant at the same yeah, time. Yeah, no, he has a sense of weight to him. Yeah. Like, and the, the suit doesn't look like rubber. A lot of times you get like stunts and suits like that, and you can see it like bobbing around like rubber. But right. The, you don't get the, that here. Yeah. So um, uh, another like, I guess lesser known fact about the predator in the first movie is that Peter Cullen who voiced Optimus prime <laughs> did some of his vocalizations in the first movie, including his laugh at the end. It's <laughs> <laughs> love it. So love iconic. that laugh. Yeah. So iconic. I don't know for me, like it's like Frankenstein for me, you know what I mean? It's what artistic, Frankenstein would have been for. It's an artistic achievement. There's nothing there's nothing like it 
in movies like there's nothing exactly like it just the, everything coming together the way that the the creature's skin which has different colors for different individuals and the you know the, the shape of the face the mandibles the build it's just such a cool design and i the love the shoulder it. mount gun yeah the cannon in the shoulder yeah the fucking like just a little bit of like barbaric stuff going on too with like the fishnet and the uh loincloth yeah i love the fishnet but it's but, but he, it's he looks dirty and like the fishnet thing's all ripped up and kind of falling off and like you know it's it's very authentic looking yeah he's a hunter and, and like you said it's not um there's no cheese to it no so it, it's never it uh, and they never show it so long that you, even whenever there's like a long shot of it, when Arnold has, uh, which is one of my best creature shots, I think, of anything, is when Arnold's come out of the, the pond or river and he gets covered in mud and goes into the, the vines right. or the roots of that down tree. Those wide shots, it's like a long panning shot from Arnold's POV, though he's obscured. Yeah. So you never get like a perfect <clears throat> glimpse of him. You get enough yeah, he, that it doesn't feel like they're hiding him, but they don't get enough that his the disbelief sets in. You piece it together too. Yeah. And the way they did his camouflage, I think is really cool too. The, oh, and they still use the exact same effect, basically. Yeah. I'm sure they get to the effect differently, but yeah. they use that same effect through all of the like, yeah, it looks so good. Yeah. There's a great I, there's a great shot in two whenever the predator jumps off the rooftop and lands in the puddle and he's walking towards King Louis. Oh Louie. yeah, yeah. And it's gush, gush, and like how the water is going up around him and just and then the the next great. shot too where he's reflected in the puddle and yeah does like a ah jazz yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that just killed it for me but yeah that that's a great I shot. Do. Pretty, um, pretty jazz hands. I'm gonna be calling him Pretty, Pretty, because okay. I have because I have such affection for this creature. It's so mysterious too. I remember just always asking my dad, like, why do you give him the gun at the end of two, and like, what does that mean, and who are these guys? Like, I wanted to know more. The reveal there too about like the predators. The, just like the reveal of the ship, the reveal of the gun from 1715. And the reveal of the creature as like this, like respecting Danny Glover's character enough. And you, you get that in the first one too, when, you know, when the predator realizes that Arnold is like a worthy opponent and he, and he takes off his mask and he drops his weapon and he faces him. It's just a classic moment. Cause you know what the predator's thinking there. He's like, this yeah. guy this guy has it you know this is a worthy opponent i've killed jesse ventura i've killed carl weathers i've killed all these badasses but this guy's like special so i'm gonna reveal myself to him and we're gonna fight Billy, like hand to hand hawkins yeah. mac poncho yeah dutch no, and dutch then survived. doing that again and you know having that same kind of moment with Danny Glover in the second movie, but having it turned up to 11, I guess. There's 
continuity and just it does those things like it's like in the script all they had was like Danny Glover gets to the roof then they end up on the side of the roof because he has to fall down the side of the roof yeah and then everything in the middle is like oh I don't know what to do and it sucks <laughs> it doesn't make any sense and like, the, the the ship being parked under an apartment oh, building it, I guess that is like the, I have <laughs> always had a I remember Jurassic Park as a kid pissed me off as much as I loved it. The whole T-Rex thing, the geography of the T-Rex thing doesn't make any sense. Oh, There's like no cliff he... on the other side. Then all, all of a sudden they're on this cliff just to yeah. have another set piece. Right. And I mean, all of those <laughs> moments are incredible. I'm not saying it's just, I, I can, you can feel it yeah. consciously or subconsciously. And, and in like this the, movie that, that part always bothered me. Like he's, under the elevator and he just falls into the alien ship like it's like also this movie like also pumped up my fear of like big cities and especially la oh yeah with just gleaming stuff off the news and la riots when i was younger this movie is it it's like the best slasher movie ever made because it it hides the fact that it's even a slasher film yeah it doesn't it, it's sci-fi it's so many things though it's yeah it's sci-fi it's big big balls to the wall action it's big budget and it's a horror movie yeah. and it's john mctiernan so and it's got arnold who's like at the top of his game yeah and a big there is something about arnold. draw too like he yeah. was he was real popular at that time as a movie star <laughs> you know this is post Terminator. it'd be like taking like the rock rolled up with like ryan reynolds and all these other people not saying that the arnold can do all the things they can do just talking about there wasn't that kind of popularity for an action star like this yeah back then i guess the rock is the closest thing we have but he's Something. yeah but there's like an ironic thing going on with the rock where like the, the, i don't know he if is a badass and he is funny and he is all these things, but he hasn't made any movies that are like, I, I don't know if you can have an unironic action star like that these days. Yeah. Did you? Cause it's just the but whole that's world. Not, that's the thing about Arnold. Arnold. How'd he do it? There's something about, there's a charisma to him. Yeah. That is like. He's very watchable. You know, he's just, he looks great. He's he's just fun to watch. I don't I don't think he's a great yeah. actor necessarily, but he's a good movie star. You know, yeah. He pulls everything it off. He's he did in that in the eighties. Everything he did in the eighties is like an iconic movie. This movie is sort of like an anti eighties movie, like eighties yeah. big action. Like right. it, it sets it up that it's going to be this big action thing, but it's the tension that is held from the beginning of the movie. You know that. From some glances that um dylan and the the colonel guy are lying to arnold right the even though that scene with the uh what's that great song miss molly oh the little richard <laughs> song yeah yeah like that's a tense scene the, yeah. the the like the conflict because they don't want the team doesn't want dylan there he's right. an outsider and the tension there and sort of the um the testosterone alphaness that's happening there is like tangible and 
I remember watching, seeing this as a kid, you could feel all of that, you know? Yeah. And, and you can, you can see what the motivations are. Yes. A great setup and payoff is Mac and Dylan sort of have a feud. Right. And there's a great moment where Dylan hits a log and it goes down and then great use of music. Lots of Mickey mousing in this movie yeah. where the, the, the music is giving a particular moment of action. Right. <laughs> and um, which I think is great. I like, it works really well. Yeah. And he's, you're, you're ghostness motherfucker. Yeah. I don't care who you are in the world out here. I'll bleed yeah. you or whatever. Uh, right. Love that line delivery. Great yeah. moment. And like Dylan does that, like great acting there when Dylan does that lunge forward. Right. Like he's going to say something and he's like, fuck, like he got me like, yeah. <laughs> but then, but then Mac, they, they had Dylan has a redemption at the end and through Mac by trying to help Mac. Yeah. The image of Jesse Ventura with the minigun is it's, it's Old a painless. Classic, yeah. It's, it's a classic uh, image and yeah. killing him off early. The biggest good. Most, yeah, yeah. He's like the most fearsome guy out there with the craziest gun and predator takes him out without much problem. And I love the shot where he dies too. There's like a, I don't know the way the camera moves there and reveals the predator and then the in the tree the yeah. bullet comes firing at him and yeah the that lead that's one of that is the beginning of one of my favorite scenes of the movie just where they shoot for five minutes like it's i love that be it's like if i would love to hear like an honest opinion of like a high you know high horse um kind of art critic talk about this movie because that the, there's the 80s montage of them blowing everything to shit right and then there's the death of the 80s montage whenever they don't fucking they do clip the predator once but yeah that, out of that's... all of that they do absolutely nothing it it, it it just is like whoa this isn't that movie guys this is just that whole sequence sets up just the stakes and because they took out these gorillas easy you know it was oh yeah they're just like shooting a burst of fire and like killing like hundreds of them yeah Yeah. but this one alien kills the biggest one and then they fire everything they got at it and nothing that's that scene where they're shooting is just insane too like it's fucking the the build-up of that when he discovers that mac is dead he sees the alien yeah Yes. The and music's building its, up. You see its and eyes. It, it flashes its eyes and he's and like the shock in Mac's face. And then he he starts firing at him and screaming, which is like emotional and awesome. There's like a feeling there. It's awesome. Yeah. And then the music's building and building, and he fucking picks up the minigun as he's screaming and saying like motherfucker and just like shooting it back and forth. Like and the music then cuts out and it's just the that crazy like high hum of the minigun with the blast and then they all roll in there and shoot for like five minutes yeah it's yeah. fucking awesome which leads and to the, poncho coming back with a fucking another amazing line delivery we hit nothing like yeah. oh so good and the moment where uh mac is still the the minigun's out of bullets but mac still got his finger on the trigger and it's spinning and fuck yes so and Ar- cool. arnold kind of looks over at him <laughs> yeah like uh you can stop now <laughs> I, I think 
another thing that makes this movie so fucking good is there's one there is a constantly set up to a problem and then problem solving to another problem and another problem arises so they're constantly overcoming situations the predator he seems to be able to i mean obviously he can fix himself like he can stitch himself up and he can close a gun wound yeah so he he can kind of do stuff like that on the fly like in the second movie we see him making a paste out of i guess drywall and (laughs) i don't know what that was but blue goo (laughs) yeah and yeah, make, it, it kind of solderizes all his uh, wounds. Yeah. I don't know why like drywall, but I think he just needed some kind of substance. It's just like all yeah. kinds of material. <laughs> but he's he's resourceful and intelligent. You know this this creature, right? They, they I what I was just thinking about it just kind of dawned on me. In two, like I'm a, I'm bummed when all of the guys die. Or like all the character, like the his, like I want um, like the cop, the Lone Ranger, yeah, to like and like. Where in the first one, when at how the guys die and how it's all handled, it just in, it's not like oh man, I wanted all of those guys together at the end to like fight it off. Sometimes you wish people don't die in movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just like oh come on, don't. Maybe he doesn't have to die or get his head ripped off or something, <laughs> which happens to uh, Bill Paxton. But uh, oh yeah, I keep—I always forget Bill Paxton dies in that movie too. Like, yeah, I don't like that part. It doesn't—it doesn't feel like deserved or something. Where like, there's something—the fact that there are these—they are like these elite soldiers. Yeah, and they're going up against this thing they don't know, and it's killing them off. It's in—they—they they all get a good scene too. You can't have it's a nice pacing in their killing. They don't show Billy's. They show Mac and Dylan totally get fucked. Dylan gets his arm getting blown off was so is like so gross to me. I Him love screaming that. and yeah. stuff. And the, I mean, it's effective. The gun firing after oh, after it's yeah. hit the ground because the finger's still yeah. on the trigger. I love that moment. But that's, it is it, it is freaked me out as a kid. Yeah, yeah. That was that's a moment that's that's always stuck with me. You know. Yeah. There are some amazing stunts, and I love good stunts. There's like mm. a ton of a ton of great stunts in this movie. At the time, I believe the stunt of Arnold, the stuntman that falls off the really big waterfall. Oh yeah, and where he's just falling, and then there's no music, and it's just like this wide shot. And you can even tell it's like a telephotic lens that you can. It's just a completely different like location. It looks, looks weird looks weird it's like a different film stock or something like that yeah um th- that was like a record-breaking fall oh really for its time yeah um that was a long shot there's also a stuntman slash actor that is killed in the first act of both movies oh the one guy yeah the long he has long hair yeah in the first and and he's more recognizable in predator 2 he is the last surviving scorpion gang guy he's got two uzis yeah 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 yeah. that guy when arnold picks up the uh truck yeah at the village to like and put c4 on it yeah and lets it roll into the the helicopter that guy tries to get or into the building or whatever 
that same actor jumps in the vehicle to try to stop the truck from rolling oh. forward and blows up. I didn't realize that was. He has like a billion stunts. He's been in so many movies. Man, that stunt, and he—that's really him in that stunt. That is one of my favorite stunts in Predator Two when Danny Glover shoots that last guy off the roof, and he yeah he falls, but he also twists while he's falling, and he's firing his guns, and you can see that it's the same guy. You can see it's clearly not a stunt man. Well, he he, I think he is a stunt man. Well, that's what, yeah. He's one of those stuntman guys that can actually act a little bit too. Yeah. I mean, he's the actual actor who played the character. Like, right. Not, not a different. Right, right. Well, it, and d- does, like I said earlier, the movie gets better. It does, it, lots of movies are like, it either starts off really good or leads somewhere cool and just in the third act, third act problems. Third that's act like problems, a, yeah. Yes. Yeah. This movie only gets better. Oh, yeah. And it just kind of fucking ends. And then on top of all of that, you have the cool, credit sequence where it has everybody just looking in the camera are you kidding me that was what the hell was like i don't know but i love it first of all what is it i think i would have been sitcom i would have been pissed to see that in the theater in 87 if i was like my age now but also they clearly it's hilarious they could clearly couldn't convince arnold to do it because yeah it's just they they just used a shot from the movie Instead of like the 90s yeah. sitcom smiling at the camera thing. Right. Like, it, like you could throw in different music there and it would look, be feel like a 90s I think, sitcom. I think someone did that. I think there's a video <laughs> yeah. on YouTube where someone put in like like the Friends theme or something. And <laughs> What's also impressive of this movie is just they shot in the fucking jungle. It was hot. There was bugs. Yeah. Like Miserable shoot, I guess. Miserable, yeah. yeah. And I just think that super sweaty Tiernan is such a fucking badass. I love they just 70s and 80s and in 1990 because fucking Predator 2 is the sweatiest movie ever. But oh, uh yeah. oh yeah. I love like, they 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 stopped that like mid 90s. They just took sweat out of film and TV shows and everything. Yeah, why'd they do that? Like when you watch Caddyshack, they're all fucking so sweaty all the yeah. time. So Predator One's awesome. It's like, that's amazing. I I assume you've seen it if you're listening to this. I've seen it because everybody so many fucking times. Countless times. Yeah. I it Alex is like, ooh, Predator, kind of like you know, it's such like a guys movie or whatever. I'm like, you've never (laughs) seen it. It's a real movie. It's awesome. She's never seen it. No, she's a girl. Did she watch it with you? No, she didn't. I watched him during work because I've seen him so many times. I just oh. figured squeezing him in. But <laughs> yeah. uh, so I would, it would, I think it would be fun as we discuss here to try to link some of the um, classic sequel things they do in Predator 2, where they like kind okay. of, uh, you know, mut- not mutilate, but like they take a scene either exactly as, you know, from the first one or visually well there's some fun stuff but that needs to be in there like um la's really hot it's like a really really hot everybody's really sweaty yeah and it's not only on top of it is it like but they say that heat like makes crime go up in cities and shit like that yeah so Um, like it's like it's a crime wave and it's a heat wave 1997 the future is in the future of, yeah. yeah and where everybody envision... all the cops have guns with laser pointers and scopes 
Well, yeah, during the 90s, during the early 90s, of course, L.A. was pretty, there was a lot of gang violence. So they're envisioning, this is their version of L.A. after gang violence got way worse. And it's now just every neighborhood in L.A. is like a war zone now. And the predator is drawn to conflict, they say. It's like right. when, pe- when people conflict. are fighting each other, Heat, yeah, heat, physical heat, and people fighting each other. They, the, the 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 alien species looks for that as a place to hunt, like when because they figure you know there's people fighting each other. They must be like warriors, you know. Yeah. So that's you know that's the setup for both movies, but we don't really realize it's the setup for the first movie, like. There's a lot that's left out. The, the second movie explains a lot more about There's the There's a little bit of backstory in the first one with yeah. Anna. Yeah, when they're sitting right. in the yeah, trenches a... and she says something like, it, but it's good. It says it's vague and it's barely there. It's vague, yeah. It's not like Gary Busey going, it's a fucking alien. Uh, well, that's in a Gary Busey way. I think Gary Busey does a good job in that in this Gary, movie. He, I think he's he, perfect for this. Movie. That um, fucking line. They're hunters, fucking safari. The lions, the tigers, the bears. Oh my! Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of big takes in this one. Like, so you got Danny Glover, Gary Busey. He's playing him a hot. Usually, he kind of plays the cool-headed guy. Yeah, which he 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 does a little bit of both in this movie. He's sort of the hothead. And the like, when he needs to be, he's in charge and like, yeah, being the hero. Mostly, he's a hothead, but yeah, like, and then Bill Paxton all just like trying to out insane each other in terms of their performance. Like, like the first time you see Bill Paxton, he's got these wild takes, and he's doing, he's shaking around, and he's like talking to somebody, and he's gesticulating. And the whole movie's like that. The whole movie's on coke, I think. Like <laughs> the shots, like the camera like those work. Gangsters at the beginning, just a giant pile. They're like, <laughs> they they like prepare for battle by like just grabbing a handful of coke and shoving it into their face. There's this whole thing where like Danny's on the phone with Bill Paxton, or Danny Glover's on the phone with Bill Paxton, and he goes, "Um, meet me here. Take the L train. Da da da." I'm, I'll be there in a little bit. I have some things to do. And he goes and sees Danny's grave. He's the predator's there. And then the next thing, the predator's on top of the fucking subway car. I wonder that too. Like, how did the predator get there so fast? I just don't think it doesn't necessarily matter, in my opinion, how it, it, it I don't think it's, it's a question of uh, logistics. I think it's a question of poor craftsmanship. They just, they're not thinking logistically at all like it's just a bad movie making you know what i mean yeah well yeah there, there's a lot of that in this there's that's that's the thing like there's good movie making in this too and there's a lot of time and stuff spent on sets and i think it looks it and looks effects, like a big it, and stunts it, it looks like a big hollywood movie for its time yeah and um I, like the coloring the like basically the cattle butchery place is it's all blue and then his like there's a lot of that neon green 
blood in that scene when Danny like fucks him up with that shotgun. Yeah. I love that. I love how that looks. The yeah, there's a the lot of like stuff. really really dramatic. A lot of good visual cinema storytelling, I I guess. Maybe not storytelling, but like it's just a fun movie to look at a lot of times. Like they don't make LA look pretty, but you're right, the colors in it sort of like the first one too. The first one was basically monochromatic. Yeah, green. And uh this one has different color palettes throughout I mean, you know, in the third act of the, you know, each act had a slightly different color palette in Predator 1. And same thing with Predator 2, except it's like scene by scene. Like you got the red inside the like Star Wars van that Gary Busey has, the high tech van that he takes him to the beginning of Act 3, which is all red. And then he's got the, you know, the abattoir, which is all blue and the street scenes, which are like kind of yellow. The um, what do you think of the tie-in to the first movie through Gary Busey? I, you, you know, so you see a little shot of Anna on one of the screens in there. Yeah, I like that. I it's, think that's a that's a good that's a cool tie-in. It's fine, and, it, and it's and it, it explains the whole Gary Busey character thing, and that would make sense in that world. Like, I could see sitting down to write a script like we're going to do Predator Two. What are you going to do? <clears throat> all right well what if we did it like a like you said like it's a concrete jungle right oh that's interesting let's keep on going with that and then and there's of course there's going to be like i guess men in black types like at this point because the creature is an alien so at some point somebody will have gotten wise to the fact that there's this alien species that occasionally comes to earth to hunt so that part, that world building and that expansion on the themes in the first movie makes sense to me. There is something, what there is a like an epicness to the first one. Yeah. In it, and just the how the story progresses and the and Arnold and everything that is lost in 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 part two or not part two, but it's Predator like two. they replaced it with. It's like a little too cheesy. It is cheesy. It's a little too silly. Like there's a lot of activity. Like the the LA. It it feels like a guy that directed a fucking cheesy ass Friday the Thirteenth movie. Yeah, or not not Friday the Thirteenth, the Nightmare on Elm Street. No Nightmare. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, he did, and uh, and judge. What were you saying about LA though? I'm sorry. Well, it's just there's so much activity like in every shot, like that opening sequence is just bonkers. Like the shootout on the street with the cops and then the Danny sparks Glover. and the debris and yeah. And the, yeah. the stunt the where Danny is driving, he rips his door off and he's hanging out of the car door and driving. And then that's when the predator first goes, I want to fucking kill this dude. Yeah. <laughs> Predator's got a hunting boner for Danny Glover. But then even like when they get back to the police station, there's a sense of, activity and busyness there too like oh complete chaos all these extras and they're all moving around a lot and that's really well thought out everything every one of those characters has a story yeah and a written line of dialogue and it feels natural it feels very robocop right so this is like a dystopian 
near future LA where crime has completely taken over. And so everything is just chaos, which I like, I think they pull that, that effect off. I, I agree that the epicness isn't there. I'm not saying this is as good a movie as the first one. It's that would be ridiculous, but I think it is a worthy sequel. I don't, I think it's a bad rep. I, I enjoy it. I think for a different reason, I, I love how batshit crazy it is. It's just, I liked it as a kid. Cause I just liked the predator so much. And I liked, yeah, I like this, the extra scopes and laser pointers on their guns. And I thought that looked cool. And, you know, I, I love like shoulder holsters, you know, like under the, right. Under the armpit. Holsters what were you saying about movies, like making guns look futuristic by putting a scope on it? Was that, yeah, that's, that's something you <laughs> that's what this is one of those movies that does yeah. that big time <laughs> big time I, yeah it could have been a better movie it's not going to ever be as good as the first one the setup of the first one is too good that it's the yeah. you're it's never going to be as good when you introduce like the city well you can't have you can't and have... for that it's it does a pretty fucking good job because it, it as soon as you make it the city and the alien it's not going to be good yeah but it's you just not have that switcheroo either. Like you can't like lure the audience in thinking that they're going to be seeing a cheesy eighties action flick and then turn it into one of the best sci-fi movies ever in act two. Cause right. people know what it is now. Right. I, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it's like a, it, everything they did kind of makes sense. Yeah. For the time there is all the gang wars. So like that, that's reflecting in the plots, the, um, the concrete jungle and even how they they open the movie with the shots of trees and stuff and then you see like this wide oh, of, of la yeah. is that's fun a little bit of a fake out in the first few yeah. seconds there um which i liked my main my biggest complaint i think about the second movie is that act three goes on way too long like that cat and mouse thing they do which is like you were saying like it's similar to the scenes, the gladiator scene in the first movie where right there's him gearing up, but it's really quicker. He's just putting guns and belts and yeah, stuff but the whole him. that whole cat and mouse thing goes on a little too long. And then having the spaceship, where did it come from? It's under a building accessible through an elevator it's, shaft. What it, it, I get the impression that that elevator shaft, like that hole, was yeah. maybe made by the predator and that somehow they're getting more down to like the old subways and tunnels of la sure, yeah <clears throat> which la does have subways but are it's, they more trains or are they underground well, i don't know i think we do see a shot of it that that is a when danny glover is running away the visual it's not a nuclear explosion but it's the visual mirroring of oh, the yeah. first one where like the bright light is happening and he gets blasted and he jumps over the thing and yeah just like in the first movie right <laughs> there is like there are things that choices in this movie i think throughout that kind of separate it away from being like a complete shit movie to a decent movie um there's like a big explosion in that sh opening shootout and these cops go flying and it's like no sound effects and it's just sort of like this saxophone right 
it's like that is a cool moment I, like, I like that scene like, yeah there are good things like that throughout there's a great scene of when danny is supposed to wait for um glover and he decides to go up by himself yeah and it's sort of like a crane looking down shot of this almost like a parking garage it's very moody with dark shadows uh like kind of diagonaling all over the place Okay. And then it kind of comes down and he's spinning, like looking around, making sure no one sees him go into the building. Like there are lots of good things. I just think it's one, the weight on anybody working on this shoulders to make something that is going to be even close to, like, how do you make a Predator sequel? Like, it, okay, you can't have it, can't be in another jungle and be exactly the same thing. Right? right, yeah. Okay, well, fuck. Like, okay, so you put it in the city. Okay, well, fuck, this is just not as cool. What do we do? Like, you know, it's... And then, then there's a sequel too. So it's like, we show their predator right away. The more predator, more predator. We don't have to build up the predator anymore. Which I always think, that even if you've seen the thing before... And then they just throw that out the window for the second sequels and stuff. Yeah. Aliens does it good. Aliens is like the best sequel ever. Kind of it the gold all standard. falls in line and is good. And it makes sense like, with the world. And yes. Yeah. Like, okay. This, okay. Like Robocop, right? You, you put that in the hands of somebody different. It's a B 80s gory flick right it yeah it's still and, kind and, of is, and, but, but it still kind of is yeah that feel of whatever that is where like you put predator in the wrong hands the first one it could probably feel that way right yeah but you put it in the hands of this fucking master of like perfect cinematic language yeah and it becomes what it is and it's awesome and reserved and all these things and is like layers and layers of like how you could oh, look yeah. at it with every the death of the 80s action movie or whatever oh yeah but the, the plot of this movie it's like it shouldn't be as good as it is like yeah it's not that good of a story to make a great movie like it's a good story but it's not a great story but it's a great movie yeah you know what i mean it's right but I, I think what the thing RoboCop has going is what Predator 2 has going, where it's not that bad. It's just it, it, somehow it comes across more B-movie-like than it does anything else. Yeah, and, and I like B-movies, but... I like B-movies too, and that's why we like this movie. I'm just saying the like if, if I'm trying to make it in my head, I keep on running into roadblocks basically just yeah. because it's impossible i think it basically is impossible to make this movie good let fucking lone ranger bill paxton get when he gets some shots in like give make it like a little bit of a back and forth i think it should have been more where he, like, he gets uh, like plugged a couple times in the chest and like nicks him and he gets pissed off and throws like a corpse at him and he gets trapped with something yeah that was him. a little too fast although and, i did and it could like have been a thing where the girl saves him and then that's when the girl brings up and then they both survive there's no reason to have bill paxton heads get ripped off it does not <laughs> land like the other guys the these special forces guys in the first one are like signed up for this shit that level of shit the craziest shit 
Right. Where this, he's just a fucking like detective. Yeah. Poor Bill Paxton. And that scene, he's like, he just, just like rips the head off. Like, I mean, it looks good, but. What uh, are you? <laughs> he's got his Bill Paxton game over man thing going. He throws a fucking golf ball at him. Yeah. <laughs> And then they show the golf ball, like, oh, right, that perfectly. He must be dead. Here's his golf ball. That, <laughs> yeah. They don't make movies like the first one anymore. There is not a movie that has the, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Conviction. Yeah. There is like an honesty to that movie. Like they fucking they weren't trying to make. He like John McTiernan wanted to make a really fucking good movie, and he did. With and like he knew that it was like yes, it's a silly action movie, but he added layers into it that are. He tricked the fucking audience. Yeah. He tricked them into thinking they were going to see this giant action movie, and it is, and it still feels like that, and has these amazing moments, like the when they square off at the end. But like playing with expectations. Yeah. But they he tricked them into seeing like a fucking awesome, like reserved, somewhat slow paced movie. Yeah. Yeah. Cat wasn't, and Mouse. Yeah, it wasn't your typical Arnold film. Yeah, Predator and Predator 2. Fuck yeah. So what what have you been watching? I went ahead and watched that Come On, Come On. Oh Mike okay. Mills movie. Yeah. I liked it a lot. It's really good. Um, it's much more like indie than i was expecting okay it's his most indie film it the there's literal like interviews joaquin's character uh in the movie is sort of like an npr this american life like segment guy yeah and he and he's doing an assignment where he's going around recording um kids and teenagers just talking about like uh, life and the future and parents and stuff like that and uh, there, it's really like him interviewing real kids, giving their real opinions. Not at least that's what I got. That's what it feels like. You know what I mean? Okay. But they weave it into the movie that to make it cinematic. But do you know what I'm saying? It's re- it's like a real a real kid that's not an actor being interviewed by Joaquin Phoenix, who's asking questions, and it's just whatever is happening is unfolding and they're filming it. Huh. That sounds interesting. Right. And then is it good? Yeah, it was good. It's really chill. It's like, it's all about parenting and kids and that you're never, you're not always going to be right or say the right thing. And just. I I went to a, uh, a screening at Tinseltown of uh, Oscar nominated short films like oh, short yeah. live action films, which it's yeah, cool Jordan's, that they do that. Yeah. Did Jordan go to that? Did he go to one of them? I think they had He's a done it before. He's done it before, yeah. There were six people in the theater. It was me, two of my kids, and Mike Gens, and uh, two random people were at the nice. theater. So all very depressing, like yeah. very downbeats. Did you have some feels? Did you get feeling? Yeah. No, they were good. I mean, the one was kind of funny. There was a U.S. film about a guy who gets arrested um, wrongly 
but everything's automated so like he can't talk to a human for like months he gets he gets arrested by a robot basically like a drone comes up and that is terrifying yeah (laughs) because i'm just thinking about being on the phone yeah not being able to talk to somebody and it takes forever just to be like oh my god just let me talk to somebody yeah it's basically that and uh by the time he gets to talk to a lawyer like a human lawyer like months have gone by and the lawyer's like oh here just stay hold on in it's like a mistake they got the wrong guy and then the door like opens they're like you're free to leave (laughs) and but but by then his life is like ruined Um, yeah so that one was i mean obviously had a kind of a downbeat ending was kind of funny all right uh thanks for joining us uh my name is brad patello find me on instagram at brad patello gus is mr trout um email us a movie odyssey.podcast at gmail.com and we will see you next week thank you cool man